This is a GRDC podcast. Each year, cereal root pathogens and diseases cost Australian grain growers $200 million in lost production. And one of those pests is the root lesion nematode. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley, and in today's podcast, you'll hear from senior nematologist with WA's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development, Dr. Sarah Collins. According to Sarah, while root lesion nematodes are native to our soils, because our broadacre crops have given them a bumper food source, nematode numbers can increase to the level where they become a significant issue for grain growers. What's happened is as we've gone through agricultural processes, we've uh, given these nematodes food that they particularly like to eat. So these nematodes like a feed of wheat and barley and canola and the cereals that we grow. And as, we've, as we use many chemical and nutritional inputs in broadacre agriculture, that also impacts soil health. So as their competitive environment has been impacted and we give them food, the root lesions, food that they like to eat, it means that their numbers have multiplied really um, significantly in our uh, cropping environments. What part does soil type play? Nematodes actually swim between the soil pores. So the soil structure itself is a really important aspect of um, both where a root liege nematode itself can be most successful. So aerated soil, sandy soils, um, a much easier environment for it to be successful in. And it also has a big impact, of course, on how well the crop will grow. So where non-wetting soils and also the really gravelly loamy soils are really common places that we see root lesion nematode. We expect that this is because, first of all, the nematodes can move easily between those pore spaces and also because there's more pressure on the plant to grow in those soil environments. What populations do we need to see in the soil before we start to uh, become concerned about them? The current project that we've been working on has been looking at yield loss from Pratolenchus neglectus and Pratolenchus quasiterioides. And what we've found in, and we've worked with the Predictor B model um, to help to develop an economic uh, analysis of what can potentially happen as far as yield loss is concerned. And we uh, see yield loss starts to occur at around two nematodes per gram of soil. And you start to have uh, potential high predictions of yield loss when you get to 15 nematodes per gram of soil. So Predictor B is, is a, um, a soil test that you might use pre-sowing. Um, would you advise that it should all, growers should also consider using it throughout the season as well? Predictor B is a predictive model. It's particularly effective and the predictions have been developed as a pre-season test. So that is growers can go out before they make their uh, management choices for the season as far as both crop and varieties can be concerned and find out what levels of um, soil-borne pathogens and nematode pests they have in the soil. During the season, Predictor B can also be effective. Obviously, those predictive models are then not what you're looking at. You're then looking at what levels you have sitting in the paddock of different um, soil-borne issues. We also have diagnostic services that run through our DPERD department 
that can give a whole plant diagnosis. So when growers, if growers are seeing patches in their paddocks and they send a sample in during the season, we can diagnose whether it's uh, foliar, root or nematode issues that are causing the problems in their paddock. They can also give an idea of if that's maybe caused by chemical problems like over um, use of a particular chemical in the soils too. How important is it that growers understand what species of nematode is in their soil? It's really important management-wise that growers actually determine what the problem is in their soil. The different root lesion nematode species that we have actually have different preferences and they cause different impacts on different crops. So as we know, uh, wheat, barley, canola and also oats are all impacted. But for example, neglectus prefers to eat wheat and may have the biggest impacts in a wheat crop. Quasiterioides actually prefers to eat barley and may have the biggest impacts in a barley crop. Uh, we do know that you get yield loss in wheat, barley and canola, uh, but it really can determine the kind of practices that people should follow as far as management over seasons is concerned as to which is their dominant species. To paint a mental picture of what a grower uh, can expect to see in the paddock, what are those telltale signs above the soil that they should be looking for? Typically when a grower looks at a cereal crop, where they have root lesion nematode symptoms in the paddock, they will see areas, patchy areas in their paddock right from the beginning of the season that they really look ill-thrifty. So the plants are yellowed, um, they're quite small compared to other plants that may be healthy in the surrounding area and they'll easily wilt. These are all caused by um, the pruning of the roots. So it looks like nutrient deficiency often because it is nutrient deficiency. The plants have lost their, the main part of their root system so they're not able to take up water and nutrients effectively to the tops of the plant. Root lesion nematode symptoms in a paddock are quite similar to rhizoctonia bare patch. Uh, rhizoctonia, and to make this even more difficult, rhizoctonia and root lesion nematode in, in our western region often occur together in paddocks. So the rhizoctonia patches are often more defined um, and the root lesion nematode uh, patches in paddock are not so defined. So if growers are quite growers are quite familiar with what they think are rhizo patches in paddock, and they may be spending a lot of money on preventative measures, so fungicides, for example. If they don't get those patches diagnosed, and it's root lesion nematode issues that they actually have, they may be making the wrong management choices and the wrong economic choices to deal with the problem. And if they were to dig up these plants and look at the root systems, what are they looking at? The root systems will be obviously much smaller than the healthy plants. They won't have a lot of lateral roots or root hairs. If you've got rhizoctonia as well as root lesion, you'll see the spear tipping that's typical from rhizoctonia. And you may also see on the roots that the nematodes actually enter the root system and they feed from within the root. So when you look down your root system, you'll see this kind of thick or normal root um, thickness and then it'll, it'll thin out and it'll get thicker again and these may be browned off or lesioned um, hence the reason 
It's called root lesion nematode. So if you see something like that, um, or if you're just not sure, that's when you send a sample in, either to diagnostic services during the season or a predictive bee test to find out what your management could be for the next season. And what should growers consider then for ongoing management if they do have a, um, an issue with root lesion nematode? First of all, diagnosis. So you know what you're actually dealing with as far as um, what species of nematode you're dealing with, whether you're dealing with uh, root lesion nematode on its own or in conjunction with something else like rhizoctonia. So that's number one. Number two is keep a clean paddock. A number of our weed species are also susceptible to root lesion nematode. So you may be inadvertently building up your nematode numbers if you have weedy paddocks. And this also applies to the over-summer. Nematodes actually can, they actually dry down over summer. That's one of their advantages in our environment. They can dry down and then when the conditions are warm and moist, they come back to life, if you like, and they continue their life cycle. So if if a grower has had a weedy paddock or a paddock with lots of volunteers over the summer period, they may find that they've inadvertently built up their nematode numbers before the season even starts. Another thing is to keep up the nutrition. Uh, If you have a paddock where you have compromised root systems on your plants and those patches, giving it the, the plants the best boost will may help you get over that hump and uh, get the best yield out of your plant. So uh, additional nitrogen and additional uh, micro elements like zinc, for example, and potassium may help the plants to deal with the fact that, that they have such little root systems to provide their nutrition. And other management practices for uh, those who run a mixed operation or just want to include a crop rotation? Unfortunately, uh, we don't have a cost-efficient nematicide that will help growers to with their management of root lesion nematode. So the main practice for them to manage root lesion nematode numbers is crop rotation. In our current national nematology program, where it is co-investment with GRDC and uh, regional groups or departments, we have concentrated on determining the level of yield loss that can be expected uh, for diff- the different crops that people can use for management. So in Western Australia, so in the Western region, we've concentrated on looking at uh, varieties of uh, where yield loss can occur in wheat, barley, and we've also looked at canola. An effective rotational crop that we have in the Western region is lupins and field pea. Lupins and field pea went out of fashion for quite a few growers over the last decade. As canola became more of a popular and profitable crop for growers, growers are increasingly seeing the the advantages of having a lupin in their system or a field pea, both from the point of view of the nitrogen uh, positives and also lupins are a very effective uh, management tool to reduce the number of root lesion nematodes. With our growers in the mixed cropping with um, livestock systems, we've also found we've been looking at what pastures are effective to reduce root lesion nematodes. And we've been found that Ceredella is a very effective 
um, tool for growers to use where they can grow it uh, to reduce root lesion nematodes, both neglectors and quasiterioides. If you had to give a, a take-home message, a key message that you'd like growers to, to take away, what usually do you tell them? Walk in your paddock. Dig up your plants. Be familiar with your crops. And don't be afraid to ask questions. One thing that growers can forget is that they actually are our bosses. And we really enjoy the puzzle, if you like. We are researchers. We really like it when they call us. We really like to be involved in the management and what they're doing in their paddocks. So it's great. They're not inconveniencing us by calling us. We really like it. Sarah Collins, Senior Nematologist with WA's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development. And you've been listening to a GRDC podcast. I'm Tony Crowley.